20 Minutes with 20-somethings provides an open space for the critical and civil exchange of ideas. This is a content warning for this episode includes sexual assault, abuse, child abuse, and violence. We try to create an atmosphere of mutual respect and sensitivity and ask our audience to practice self-care and look after themselves. Welcome to part two of the episode, speaking with Gayatri Gokhale, a criminal lawyer. In this break, we've been catching up with Gayatri and she's been talking about her mentor. Can you? Can you, can you tell us a bit about him? Is, uh, what's his sure. name? And, yeah. So his name is Mr. Rizwan Merchant and he is one of the top criminal lawyers in the city. And he has a magnanimous heart and he has taken up. So every other case that he takes up is, you know, apart from the high profile cases that he does, He's also the lawyer for many celebrities and politicians and he's dealing with only, he deals with only high profile cases. But all the other people that come to him, be them beggars, be them, un, you know, people from slums, uh, divorced women who have nowhere to go to, nobody who comes to our office is turned away because of money. So he, may, he must be very expensive for people who can afford him. But money has never been a reason why, when he doesn't appear for them. So if, even if he doesn't have the time, he's always pushed me to do that. And nobody goes away without a lawyer if they come to our office. And I think that's one of the best qualities about him. In spite of being such a big lawyer, he's so humble. And he's one of the best seniors that anybody can get because not everybody, you know, is okay with promoting their junior, with training their junior so well. So he's done it in such a way that even the judges of the high court you know, when they hear me argue, they say that her senior is one merchant has trained her so well. So I think the whole credit is goes to him because uh, all the opportunities that have been given to me have only been given by him. So he's been like a father figure for me in this. That's amazing. That's so great to hear, seriously. But since you're speaking a little bit about your work day and your boss, tell us what does a day in your life look like? Day in my life is, I think, me on skates, not a moment to breathe. Mm -hmm. And it is high functioning, high velocity, and there is absolutely no routine. So I'm not the person who likes, who would prefer or could tolerate a nine to five job. That's not something I can do. I need something exciting happening every day of my life. And I think apart from criminal law, nothing else would have been able to give me that. Absolutely not. So I think every night when I go to sleep, I'm so excited about my next day that I don't get sleep. It, it, it was a problem. I was not able to sleep because I was so excited about the next day. I, this I'm is the kind of problem we want to have in life. <laughs> So my day, so every night I don't, I can't plan my day. I can never plan my day because I don't know what's going to happen. So, if, so I don't have like this one location or destination that I need to reach. Every day is a new court because uh, as you know, wherever the crime is committed, that court has the jurisdiction. Different clients, different judge, different opponents. I think that is also something so exciting because your opponent can really change your day. You know, because everyone is scheming, everyone's conspiring, people are cheating you, you need to cheat them back. It's all a game being played. So I'm playing a game the whole day from morning to night. And then the excitement of prepping for the next day. So I think it's, in, it's just full of excitement and my adrenaline level is always soaring so high that I, that yeah. I think I realized 
i realized how how high velocity and how uh, you know exciting it is only during lockdown when i was sitting at home i think i for the first time i felt like you know i had not got this breather at all because even when i'm showering when i'm eating i'm just it's so schematic in my mind all the time then how do i beat this opponent what if that opponent does that from how do i save my client what is a loophole in this law so i think my brain is always functioning on those lines so yeah my i a typical day in my life is super high velocity i'm on skates in the morning i'm on one end of the city afternoon i'm at the other end night somebody's arrested i'm at a police station so i think there is no routine and i can never tell you where i am i just feel like these things are not weighing you down so i'm really happy that you're able to bridge that gap as a friend i'm really happy that you're able to bridge thank you and That's you know really not have this weigh you down mentally and bring this back home with you every single no day way. no I'm way so oh, that's another thing i promised harsh that i'm not going to come home and discuss cases with him especially uh divorce cases because i don't want it to impact both of us you know because his friends keep kidding with him that you know you're getting married to a divorce lawyer be careful you know so that's a promise we've made to each other because he finds my work full of negativity and i find his work so boring because whenever he talks about these numbers and factors and builders and all, i'm like completely uh, i'm not listening to him so that's another thing that we don't bring our work home at all unless we need help from each other then it's another thing but yeah. otherwise we don't bring a work home so also by the way congrats on your engagement Yay. yeah thank you <laughs> so tell us being engaged to a fellow lawyer do you think that's impacted your career trajectory in any way just he's just see he was the reason i even took law seriously because he channeled my energies in the right way and he is actually exactly the opposite of me so when they say opposites attract it's so true because if you speak to him and he's nothing like me he's exactly the opposite he's very academically driven and he's very uh, you know he's very stable he's not impulsive he's not excited like me like me all the time he's a very black and white kind of a guy you know very logic logical with numbers figures he only talks statistics so i think that is a very good uh, it we complement each other in that way and he or you know because i never liked reading too much or i used to just rely on the gift of gab and you know uh, my impromptu and uh, uh, presence of mind and i didn't want to work towards the reading law aspect of it which is equally important so your facts and law both of them are equally important so i think he pushed me to focus on the minor details on my facts on my statistics on my legal reading and really got my basics and basic principles of law the basics of law you know uh, very strong he really built them he was my tutor so he sat with me for hours on end just to teach me the beauty of and the you know to improve my research skills so he gifted me journals for the last 5 years okay where it has the updates of all the judgments that have been passed and he said that unless and until you read these journals you know count me out i don't think i can take you for a single movie until then there are no dinners you're basically grounded there came a point where i had to read you know x amount whatever he had bookmarked for me through the week <laughs> and only if i had done that he would quiz me on it on saturday and only if i had actually done that would he meet me over the weekend so initially there was a time that we didn't meet for 2 to 3 weeks 
and then that got to me so much that i actually started reading just so that i get to meet him <laughs> he also gets uh, judged by his uh, you know his a lot of people in his life where people say that how are you okay with your future wife you know who's doing this kind of work and he just stands up and says that she's brilliant at what she does and i don't think anyone has the stomach to do what she does so i think just hearing those words gives me that confidence and that's when i say that he's my springboard and uh, also that he is doing though he's a lawyer our professions are so different because he's a white collar guy so he's he does commercial litigation so he's also an arguing counsel but he's into you know commercial disputes he represents companies high net individuals you know business transactions so i think even that complements and is a very good balance so he understands how i am and i love that about him and we love him for that congratulations <laughs> once again on your engagement thank you so we've briefly covered your mentor or sir um and also your fiance your uh, father's role in your career can you talk a little bit about the influential women that you grew up with or who do you admire or look up to you know the person i would really like to thank for making me the person i am today is my mom because she was not a regular mom she was a cool mom she was a best friend i could speak to her about anything right from my first kiss to my first crush and she was also the first person i told when i started dating harsh mm-hmm. and i didn't learn much in school or college i think what i learned most was from my mom because she you know observed and noticed what i was good at my knack for acting my joy the joy i got when i was up there on stage and she really pushed me hone my skills not only extracurricular outside but even in school she would you know push me to go on stage take part in it so she told me when i was a kid that whatever competitions are there in school you have to like you don't have a choice you have to take part in all of them and i think that just became life for me it just became a routine and then she would not just see to it that i took part but she would actually sit overnight and write speeches and poems for me and i would mug them up overnight and the next day i would be winning a prize so i think that prizes meant i mean it was all credits gone to her for that because i mean they were all masterpieces and i have them all stored in my file and they're very very precious so i think she really played and continues to play a very very important part in my life mhm that is beautiful thank you for sharing that gayatri so what advice do you have one piece of advice for somebody who is thinking of becoming a lawyer in india okay so i think in india uh, the the good law colleges that are there the law schools okay that you call them uh, they are they very academic oriented okay and unfortunately what you read in the law books and what actually happens in reality is very different right so mm-hmm. i want to i i would advise all the budding lawyers i think internships are very very important so rather than spending time you know just reading and studying i think it's very important to go out there and actually experience what it's like because it's another world out there you know the grassroots what happens at the grassroots level is very different from what is written in a book so i would say go explore because i feel that law is something that connects everything with everything 
so right from your medical to engineering to commerce to business to advertising there is a legal angle to everything so there are so many avenues out there there is sports law management law media law criminal law divorce law business law so there's just so much out there that i you know i would say you know do all the internships that a life has to offer because i tried everything before i actually realized that no this is what i'm passionate about so you'd never know until you try and a lot of people don't do that okay so i would say go out there experiment even if it means working with an ngo like i did because only then you'll actually know what you really want to do so that's advice number 1 and advice number 2 is i would say that if you're really passionate about you know arguing in a court of law like i was don't get deterred from the fact that there would be no money in the beginning because a lot of people don't you know go ahead and join the litigation field because it doesn't promise you any income in the beginning and don't get sold out for a luring job with a fat salary every month because trust me nothing nothing can give you as much satisfaction as you know winning a case for your client or being the reason someone's life is saved no amount of not even a blank check can give you that kind of satisfaction so i would really say that if you are really passionate about litigation arguing then you should just go all out and money will follow if it has to wonderful piece of advice and uh, my mere rongte khade ho gaye when you said like a blank paycheck <laughs> you are being absolutely dramatic ha huh? no i'm serious i have like you know cuz you're like a blank paycheck can also not give you that much satisfaction <laughs> but it doesn't wow, it, it really doesn't it really doesn't but it's inspiring and it's so refreshing to see that that's not what you're running behind yeah, yeah thank you <laughs> tell us what is something you wish to work on in the future you've already done so much but what are you looking forward to i think i'm looking to connect grassroots to book to ideal policy so there is a lot like i said there is zameen asman ka farak between what is written in the book like you know the utopian way like what is supposed to happen versus what is actually happening the ground realities are very unfortunate very sad you know how the whole justice delayed is justice denied it is true i really want to help build that gap between what it should be like versus what it is and whether it means you know actively participating in policy or legislation or you know just giving my two bits when it comes to me practicing i really want to work maybe on prison reforms or uh, you know like the whole incident right now where the capital punishment punishment to the nirbhaya convicts was delayed for so many years for example so i really want to be that bridging gap between the delay and between the what is actually happening at a very grassroots level because hmm. especially in child custody matters and prison reforms absolutely it has to translate and it has to be implementable and i think that the execution i on. think execution is the word that i was looking for absolutely and how does one do that like how would you if you found a policy that you had a lot of uh, you found very problematic how would you go about um bringing attention towards it you know after the nirbhaya case okay they uh, the uh, government came up with the legislature came up with a law where if you are a minor so a minor is generally anything below 18 but they said that if you are above 16 okay but below 18 and if you've committed a heinous act you will be tried as an adult hmm. but like i said that was only on paper 
so in this particular case i fought tooth and nail for that family again me and my sir free of charge absolutely pro bono uh, the father was our client who had lost his 3 year old daughter who had been murdered by two 17 year old boys who were you know had the mental age of a 25 year old really vicious uh, adolescent and we really fought for them to be tried as adults because when they are tried as children they are only sent to a remand observation home for 3 years and they are let out so there is no deterrent effect so that is some reform that we wanted to implement so we really fought but unfortunately the high court was not on our side and uh, they went by the law what is written in the books and said that with all due respect but and said that he will be still tried as a juvenile so we mm. are going to pursue this in the supreme court if given an opportunity because like i said that's the kind of reform that i want i want to try and make my little contribution and then money will follow you know clients will yeah, follow money absolutely that's what i yeah. feel right i'm so motivated at 9:20 pm i don't know what to do with this seriously <laughs> i'm so motivated <laughs> I don't know what to do with this motivation. I'm like, maybe no. you can watch some legal show right now. It's really bad to watch. I really enjoyed the O.J. Simpson series though. I was watching it for my uh, forensic science course. So oh wow! Too. Because the U.S. criminal justice system is also very inspiring because they have a lot of DNA arguments on the DNA, and their investigation is also very uh, modern and scientific and progressive. You know, so. india is little catching up to do so i like watching the shows to see the uh, what's happening in the west because it's way more progressive as far mm-hmm. as investigation techniques are concerned all right so the best round of uh, our podcast yet uh, best in the sense so we're switching of- right we're switching now the, we leave all the serious emotional talk yeah. behind yeah we're done Great. with all the questions now it's the rapid fire so this is to get to know you a little bit more to make to you also all... know that i have a normal life, life as yeah. well yeah 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 and i'm not all the time talking to murderers and dealing with <laughs> dark deep things yeah, yeah. absolutely there's like a wind <laughs> <laughs> all right so the first, we only have five so first one what is your favorite book or show about law I think John Grisham he's my favorite author because uh he all his books are uh, it's a legal thriller legal fiction so I think I've read almost all of John Grisham's books and I don't really fancy the TV shows because they show uh, it's it's nothing like it is it is here in India and I get very disappointed that I don't get to dress up like they dress up in suits <laughs> so I don't yeah. think so I don't uh, like watching TV shows around legal thrillers and fiction at all i prefer reading the books absolutely so tell us a word that describes the feeling after you've won a case invincible i love that love the word another word that describes the indian judicial system presently progressing that's encouraging someone in the field you look up to my senior mr rizwan merchant role model amazing and lastly after covid uh, your favorite holiday destination where you are going to visit post covid i think that's going to be my honeymoon yeah to be honest yeah. so i really wanted to do a solo trip before i get married but i don't know if that's going to happen so that's why next vacation is going to probably be the honeymoon only we're very excited for you where were you going to solo trip i was going to do backpacking in europe I had all my plans in my head but I oh. it's sad I don't think that will happen. 
anyway okay, well so that sums thank up thank you tu kar le kar le tu kar le anyway but thank you gajri for coming thank you so it was fun we really loved having you on thank you you're so inspirational you to get me on the show really thank you so much for motivating us and all of our listeners thank you this was super fun <laughs>